Hey everyone, what is the crack? Welcome back to the Pre-Construction Podcast. It is your host, Gareth McGlynn here. He is a well-rested host back after a vacation in the south of France. And boy, did I need that vacation. Um, I also want to apologize because it's probably it's probably been months since our last episode. It's just been so busy with the kids, with the business, with holidays. Uh, but I'm back in full flow, refreshed and ready to get after this Um now, I want to introduce today's guest. He is like a lightning bolt to the pre-construction technology world. His openness, his ability to break down complex tech solutions, and his biggest strength and, and something that epitomizes him is his ability to communicate. Um, and, and it's the reason that he is the industry evangelist for JOIN, uh, which of course is the pre-construction platform. We had their co-founder, Andrew Zakowski on recently. If you haven't heard it, go and check it out. But it is none other than Jeff Sample. Now, Jeff goes into, I say he goes into great detail on a lot of things, but one of the things is we discussed is the Advancing Pre-Construction Conference that he has just returned from uh, in Vegas. Um, and he's actually in the Pennsylvania mountains. He said he's on a holiday, but I think he's detoxing after a hectic few days in Vegas. Um, enough from me, let's hear from Jeff. And as always, before we go over to Jeff, let's hear from our partners, Beck Technology. Hey everyone, I'm Stuart Carroll. I'm the president at Beck Technology. We are based in Dallas, Texas, and we are a pre-construction software company. We were founded in 1996, and we've really been focused on the world of pre-construction. We believe that pre-construction is where the biggest decisions that impact the outcome of a project occur. And we believe that through the use of technology, we can enable our users to make better, more informed pre-construction decisions, the net result of which is to make the world a better place. We're excited to uh, announce our partnership with Niche. And one of the things that really excites me is bringing pre-construction professionals the opportunity to get certified in our latest uh, product, Destiny Estimator. It's our belief that if we can help you understand how integrated pre-construction and pre-construction data lifecycle can benefit your business, um, it will ultimately improve the pre-construction services that you bring to your customers. And we'd like to uh, announce that we're going to be releasing this at the end of Q1, and it's available to anybody that's a friend of Niche. Jeff Sample, welcome to the Pre-Construction Podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Gareth. It's awesome to be here. I uh, appreciate you bringing me on. Good man, you're in the mountains or the woods in Pennsylvania? Yep, in Pennsylvania actually. I just nice. came off of my annual 10 day hiatus from technology and just hanging out at the lake. I, I highly recommend everybody does it. It gives you a different view of, of really uh, a world without technology. It's quite fun for a little while. At least. Very good. Now let's, let's hear the real, the real reason you're detoxing after pre advancing pre-construction. <sighs> You're absolutely right. Actually, I, <laughs> it was it was a wild ride this year. It was great. Handsome Wade put on an incredible show. Uh, I mean, Advancing Precon was a lot of fun. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, let's start there then, because um, obviously we all know about the 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 Advancing Preconstruction Conference. It was in Vegas. 
Um, how was it getting bigger and bigger every year? How did you guys find it at Join? Uh, well, I, I will tell you the Join team, we were there last year and obviously, you know, grain of salt because last year was still kind of coming out of, of COVID. But man, I was, I was really impressed with how many people showed up and not just how many people showed up this year, but the quality and the change in those people, you know, the quality of conversations going on, the change in the conversations on stage. It's fantastic, man. We saw, you know, a lot more owners. Um, I have one particular owner panel there with a very diverse background of folks from different industries, you know, different sectors of the building world. And they had a lot of the same, you know, the same things they wanted to talk about. You know, they want and demand new things out of buildings. It's not like getting building buildings is getting easier, right? Yeah, 100%. And that's what I love about these meetups and these these groups, these communities. It has to happen because everybody's sitting in their own little box, in their own wee state, in their own wee city, thinking, oh my God, I'm having these problems. And they don't realize everybody else is having the exact same problems. And until we actually open up our mind and share the problems with each other and as a collective find solutions, it's going to be difficult for everyone. We can make this industry as easy as we want. Um, and join are obviously part of that. Just, uh, and I even forgot to introduce you. Uh, but Jeff Sample, you are the, I want to say you've just changed. You're the industrial evangelist. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the industry evangelist here at Join. So um, I, I joined the company about 18 months ago. Um, I was employee number 17. We were pretty small at that point. Just, uh, the product had been around for a while, had been growing, but it was the right time. And, um, we're just excited, man. We're, we're a first of its kind pre-construction platform. We fit in a space that, that we think, and, and we've doubled down. And I think advancing pre-con showed this, that, you know, modern collaborative construction delivery methods are the future. And, you know, we've staked our, our claim on that. We think that's the case. And we think our customers have done the same and, and we've seen that they're growing faster. Right. I mean, that was the, that was the interesting thing. You know, when we were advancing pre-con last year, we were, you know, sort of new to the world. And uh, this year we got to see a ton of our customers and hear about, you know, the successes that they're having in general. I, I, I don't think join ever really wants to take credit for being, the thing that makes them successful that we just think we're a great tool to support these transformations, these changes in processes, these ways that, that, you know, general contractors are meeting the needs and demands of, of owners, Brilliant. you know, of architects too, you know, changing, changing anything's hard. Right. Yeah. And, 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 but anything worth doing is gotta be a little hard. If it was easy, then it, it's, it doesn't feel as worthwhile. Right. This That's is that. a, it's not easy, man. So we love that they're they're doing it, but we really think they deserve a new set of tools, but be, that we're just missing, right? You know, yeah. you have your estimating platforms, and those those are really important, and those were born out of Excel, right? And and it was like, oh well, Excel's doing these things, but you know, we need to centralize those databases. We need to make that reusable. We need to make it collaborative. You know, things like you know, back in Destiny that that really you know amplified that world. Well, we feel like we're running a parallel course in a new spot where yeah. Yeah, Excel's doing a lot of what Join does, but we're centralizing it. We're collecting the data. We're harvesting it. We're making it available to use in the future. We're powering those teams because, I mean, Gareth, you know this. While it was cool and Advancing Precon was growing, it's not like 
pre-construction folks grow on trees. <laughs> you know the old saying, the future of construction is pre-construction. The future of pre-construction is talent and technology. And listen, the, the, the capacity deficit, the amount of hospitals, schools, apartments we have to build in the next 20 years is getting it's actually getting worse because of covid it's they're mm -hmm. just stacking up on top of each other um and it's impossible that the, the the flow of people the flow of talent's not there so we need technology and talent to work together um and you know one of the guys that i work with and i always like to say you know the the cool part for us is when we finally get joined into the to hands of a team they'll turn around and tell us and it feels like you just gave us superpowers you know, to just do more. And, and, you know, that we say this, I say this over and over in construction and, and it's part, you know, it's part to be a part of the process, right? This isn't just a blame game on any, any one group or particular, you know, software or anything, you know, everything starts off slow and it's, it's bifurcated and it, and it, and then it evolves. Yeah. And that's where we are in construction is that it has to allow teams to stop working in the project and working on the project. It's the same thing for businesses. Construction companies spend too much time in construction and not on the company itself, on growing it, on being able to scale, to take these talented people that you're talking about, because they are. I mean, sit down with any one of them. I don't care if it's a if it's a superintendent, a project manager, a senior estimator, a VP of pre-con or a CEO or a chief operating officer. You sit down. These are amazing people that, you know, love to build whatever it is they're building, but they've got to be unleashed to do that more consistently through good tools. Right. Then then you can really it's it, like you said hospitals schools housing yeah we've got to build all those it, it, it's not slowing down it's it's not going away and in fact you know if you're out there building it's not like your timelines you're getting more time for projects you're yeah. not yeah. yeah you're getting less it's not yeah. like they're getting less complicated yeah they're That's getting right. more complicated mm -hmm. 100%. So how do you manage that how do you how do you go ahead and, and exactly, how do you manage that? But how do you, you got to get these mundane tasks off people's desks? The burnout rate within pre-construction and estimating, it's too high. I mean, we're asking people to come into this industry and then we're losing all the, the, the we're not, I'll tell you what we're not doing. We're not retaining the knowledge of the really senior people or the mid-level people that are getting burnt out that have been doing it for 10 years and aren't getting any help and are asked to, 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 to bid on five, six projects a week now compared to two or three, um, two or three years ago. Um, and that would be a big problem for me. Uh, and technology has to be the answer there. Well, you're right. It has to be the answer. And we're asking them to do that with less and less information, right? We yes, call right. that a join pricing in the white. You know, we want these in modern delivery methods. We're at the table very, very early in schematic design. Sometimes it's a napkin sketch and they want to know a good rough idea of, of what that's going to cost them. And, you know, that could take two, three weeks. And you're, you're asking for all of these. We've got to be able to do that. And, and you know, it, it segues into what we're doing when I said, our customers, when we come across them, they say we do it in Excel and we say, good, that's, you know, that's a, that's a testament that we listened to how this process works, but now we've built a tool that you're going to do more with. And at advancing pre-construction, we were, uh, we were proud to announce our insights and to showcase something we're going to release here soon. 
which is project comparisons, mm -hmm. um, which is the ability to, to leverage that data early on in the process to generate a good estimate based off your other estimates that you've used previously, allow you to do a little bit of um, escalation up or down, depending on you know changing the area or changing the timeframes, et cetera. And then pretty much generate a good idea quickly because it's all about unlocking the talent to work and continue to not be beat up in that mundane process right yeah um because it's a it's a rough order of magnitude that we have to come up with early and we have to do them quick and we have to articulate our expertise right i uh i had one of our customers tell me this uh jim gentile he said you know everybody's within 10 percent of one another that's worth their metal when it comes to design build right so how are you going to stand out how are you going to win work well, you're going to do it through incredible teams. And that's what everybody I come across. I had Jim and Larry Lentero on my podcast, and they said, it's all about the people. It's all about the people. But then you've got to give them good technology to amplify and communicate that expertise to the client yeah, and get them to, to want to engage. Because who says this thing has to be no fun? Yeah. Oh, it has to be. And I tell you what, it ain't any funny at the minute, fun at the minute. People are getting bombarded and they're getting hassled. But you mentioned you mentioned about the people. It's it's all about the people. People do business with people. I don't care if you're the best GC in, 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 in the US or you're a mid-level GC. If people like you and you communicate well and you're honest and your integrity is in a good place, they will give you the business. Um, but you've got to then back it up with the, the, the technology to be able to go because you can't disappear then for three months and all of a sudden just 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 produce something. There's got to be communication. There's got to be transparency. And I think that's one thing when I look at join is the collaboration and, and the transparency. I think that's, and is that the new release project comparison? Is that helping transparency at a very earlier, much earlier stage? Yeah, it helps it in the earliest of stages. You know that when they ask, you know, hey, how did you get to these numbers? Yeah. Well, it's like, here's my estimating system, right? That That's not consumable by an owner. It's not consumable by an architect, the rest of the team, right? And it's not supposed to be, right? It's to, it's purpose built for what it does. Yeah. But what Join's capable of doing is creating a, a report around that, that you can then open up and bring all the stakeholders in and say, hey, here's the variables that we calculated. Here's the things that we thought. Here's our experiences in these areas mm -hmm. and how we got here. Brilliant. Because you're right. It is about the people, but what the tools can do is we can increase transparency. We can let people understand and people are, oh, well, I show them my Excel spreadsheet. I'm one of those people. I don't really understand it, right? I, I, it's really hard for me to see that. So it has to be in a different platform for it to be consumable and for people to feel free to move about the data and look at it from their own angles. Something I think we get wrong in modern delivery methods that I've learned from owners is we're assuming, you know, when you hear target value delivery, we're assuming in a target value delivery that we know their value. Yeah. Well, we really don't because we don't know they're completely understand their perspective. It's our job to communicate all the opportunities, mm -hmm. give them an ability to digest that information, apply their own view to it, and then make an informed decision. Brilliant. That's how things get moved forward. And, you know, you talked about the talent and the people that we have in the industry and unlocking them, something that, that Excel does. And we heard this early on from one of our early customers 
is it's a barrier to field folks coming over and applying that great, great knowledge to pre-con. Yeah. Because they're not an Excel wizard. And we had an early customer tell us that, listen, join makes me super powerful in pre-construction and unlocks my ability to do more work because it's easy to use. It's simple. I can do it. And that's powerful, man, because we need to unlock. We need those supers. We need those project managers. We need those experienced folks coming into pre-construction because that's where we can make the most impact on design and get to fabrication and get to modular and get to these other opportunities so that we can build faster and better. Brilliant. I love it. And that shift's shifts happening. If you looked at four or five years ago at the GC, the the, the resources they they had, I would say 75% were in operations. You've got to remember now that 25% that were in pre-con, I can see them jumping over, getting involved earlier, and it's now coming back to, to 70, 30. And, and, and I hope they see it at 60, 40, because the more pre-con, the more decisions are made earlier on, the better and the most, most success we're going to have. Just on the three-legged stool and, and your reaction at advancing pre-construction to project comparisons, I always talk about the three-legged stool, the architect, the owner, and the GC. Who's going to, who's going to benefit most from that? Uh, is it going to be everyone, or what was the reception, the, 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 the reception like? Uh, it was interesting because I would have said beforehand it would be the GC. Yeah. You know, the GC, this is just a workflow that's a lot of back and forth that would just allow them to really get to pursuit faster and get their numbers out there and be confident and understand it. But we had a chance to show it to a lot of owners and architects, and they said immediately, oh, wow, this can truly impact our understanding of a project's viability and where it is right now real early and put it in our own terms. So. I think the GCs ultimately right now will get the most value, but I already see owners really leaning into, you know, tools like ours. And then you, you take a tool like something like TestFit that can, that can, you know, give them an idea of something's viable early. And then they get to join and they go, okay, now this is really what construction is going to look like. And, and it is continuing to be viable. And here's where my gaps and understandings might be. The other thing then though, I find interesting is that I think we're going to see, um, architects and trades really benefit heavily because the access to prefabrication technology and tools and products mm-hmm. needs a path, right? It needs to be at the table early in the discussion. And I, when I came from the company I was with before, there was this idea of like, everybody needs to be at the table. And I've said this over and over. That's like inviting your entire family over for Thanksgiving dinner and having a political conversation. <laughs> nobody leaves satiated and happy unless the pie is killer, right? (laughs) Because the table's too big. But all of us, all of us, GCs, architects, everybody is banging on the door trying to sit at that table for every meeting and wasting time because they just want to be there when they need to answer that one question. Yeah. Right. That they know they're going to be involved. Well, modern platforms allow them to be involved right when they need to be to allow those decisions to be heard, to be heard when they're supposed to be heard and to, you know, then consume it. So a good a good what's a good thing around that? If you're building out a huge hospital um, and you're going to redo bathroom pods over and over. Well, if you don't get those bathroom pods involved at 50% DDs before that, 
they'll tell you, the manufacturers will tell you it's not worth it anymore. I toured, you know, you said advancing pre-con, we went to advancing, I went to advancing prefab, which by the way is growing leaps and bounds along with advancing pre-construction. In fact, I think they should do in here, guys, I think you should do them like, I can't say week to week because that would just kill me for two weeks in a row, but, <laughs> but there's got to be more drawn between the two because they, they're both growing so fast. But I saw SurePods at Advancing Prefabrication, and that's what they told us. But they make these custom killer bathrooms that fit everything they need that have all the, and they, they're just so well built. But if they're not heard and not brought to the table early, yeah. it's not going to happen. So I think you know, a platform like join that connects collaborators at the right time for the right decisions yeah. is going to help everyone. And a lot of the things we're doing in there are just born out of what we're hearing from our customers, right? Yeah. It's any, any technology company that tells you we know better, you should be a little bit worried. We just yeah. think that, that we're really good listeners and we're really good at doing what we do. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're, I mean, all of us, I, I know this in our DNA, we're all really excited to be a part of construction because where else do you get to walk around and see something that you physically saw digitally at some point in the world? That, Amazing. Where, where else do you get that? Yeah. Yeah, digital fabrication, it has, to, it has to happen. But as you say as well, if you've got everybody in the right, at the right time coming into a project and given their, expertise their area of expertise and and understand that surely the 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 time between just after design or just pre-design right up to to pre middle of pre-construction surely that goes from there to there mm -hmm. and and we can build things much faster much safer much bigger um that's amazing yeah yeah and everything i think that's the thing that we've learned too is like decision making is one of the most critical kpis that exist in the industry but making a fast decision doesn't mean it's a good decision. It yeah. needs to be a very well-informed decision and understanding all the things that go into making a, uh, a good decision is what we've been doing. Where else are you going to do that? But in pre-construction, right? Where most of the earliest decisions and a lot of the, the back and forth decisions are getting made. So we're starting to understand what it takes to do that well. And, and you're right. Charlie Dunn and I have this conversation all the time. We, there's a compression happening. And unfortunately, with modern delivery, pre-con grew a little more than it should have mm. because of the back and forth, right? Well, the schedules didn't change. So we are continually compressing our people in the field. Yeah. We need to learn more about the decision-making up front so that we compress that and allow construction the time it needs to deliver effectively and efficiently and safely, right? Mm -hmm. That reduces risk. It reduces all sorts of things if you can do that well. And again, it was, wasn't that the people in pre-construction were, were wrong to increase that. They didn't have a tool set that could compress that. And that's and I, what's being built. And I'm, I think 100% that, but I think as well, the operations guys, not being involved in pre-construction and not having 15, 20 years of building hospitals involved in pre-construction hasn't helped that either. So if you combine both those, the technology, the platform and the experience, and I think you're, you're on, you're on to a good thing. And I'm seeing both happen. The, the amount of companies that are now 
accepting technology and understanding that a it's a good re recruitment tool because if i'm not if i haven't got the technology that the client wants or needs or the subcontractor wants and needs i'm going to miss out on job after job after job after job um, mm -hmm. so I, if i haven't got that and the staff then, then i'm a baller um i think i can see the penny dropping yeah no i i think we see that over and over we you know i was on the the pm side of things for quite a while and and when i was in construction and it was like, it's great if you go recruit these people and tell them all the great things we can do in construction. But if you hand them a clipboard when they hit the job site, you've already lost them. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're not going to love it. So, you know, I think it's a unique piece that we have to understand. It's a recruitment tool. You know, hey, listen, we use this great technology, but it's also efficient and effective. And, um, you know, we saw just with, you know, modeling tools, we saw taking people out of the field, bringing them in and allowing them and teaching them to model gave them the ability to continue to provide and, and pass that information along, you know, in the VDC world to say, listen, it's great to model it this way, but if you don't understand that you're not leaving enough room in the angle of that pipe for me to actually install it, you're killing me. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And on, the only people that know that are the people in the field. Yeah. And we need to unlock their information. We and and you know, Gareth, we think about this as like generation to generation. I'm also thinking it of I, I see a ton of companies who it's really interesting. I will meet their people at all different conferences across the country, and I'll I'll visibly see the silos in their own company where they're not sharing that knowledge and expertise because it's not easy to do. Yeah, and that's a bummer because. You know, if you've got something going on in, say, you know, the, the central United States and you've got something different going on and struggling on the East Coast, why not access how to do it better? Why not collaborate across your own company silos and release that information? Absolutely. You know, that's some of the powers that we need here. And we need that in pre-construction. We, we need it. Um from true builders so that we set our projects up for success. I mean, if I was talking to anybody that's out there in the field right now working, coming into the office can have the biggest impact because you can be a one-to-many. Right now, yeah. you're a one-to-one -one on a job, but if you can bring that knowledge into the office and provide it across multiple jobs, now you're helping everybody. 100%. It's incredible. And I see maybe out of the ENR top 400, I would say, 35 that are doing it really, really well, but have been doing it for five or six years. I'm not talking about the last couple of years. They've been doing it for five, six, seven years, and they're silently doing it. Now, I don't agree with that because I think they should be sharing their successes. They should be sharing their failures to get everyone up to speed. I don't believe that them sharing that information will 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 we'll make the other company want a job over the top of them. They're always going to have the aids. They're always going to have the people. They have the knowledge. Um, I just think we need to start opening up our mind and sharing as much information as possible. Um, because as you say, 10% of things are different. You're always within 10%. That's not going to be the changer. At the end of the day, if everyone's within 10%, it's going to be the people with the, the company with the best people and which the client likes is going to end up winning the, winning the job. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you have to have a strategy to drive your culture, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. And, yeah. and it's your culture and your people, but culture without strategy, that, that's a common misconception. Culture without strategy is not going to get you anywhere. It's not, it's not pointing you in the right direction. And I fully agree with you, Gareth. The cool thing, I'll bring it back to advancing pre-construction, is what I have noticed this year 
is those folks that were silently doing it before. I don't know if it's them finally coming to the surface and socializing it, realizing that they need to do that, or if it's just that more people have picked up on it and they're socializing it. But I saw more of and more of that sharing. And, and I will challenge any GC that thinks that that secret sauce is going to help them in that if you're the only one doing it, then you've got to teach each owner, you've got to fight each time. If everybody's adopting these processes, you can stop worrying about that and start worrying more about delivering and competing. And that's what you want to do. And we talk about this with the trades, you know, all the trades I come across want to teach their other trades, smaller contractors, how to do fab, how to do modular, how to model. Why? Because they want that requirement from on every job. They want everybody doing it. Like this is the way right now I can go, Oh, well, you'll stick build it. Great. I'll go to them instead. We don't want those things to go. And the only way we get there is sharing that information. The rising tide lifts all ships is absolutely real, man. I love um, that. Yeah. I love there's, that. There's just saying. no two ways about it. Yeah. hundred percent. You know what, you know, the industry, it's, it's part of frequency, the VDC and BIM industry. I find those guys unbelievable at sharing stuff they are incredible always out there being vocal influencers proper influencers teaching proper things um it's amazing the value added the, the value added service that, that they give to general contractors without even working for them charging for it it's unbelievable i think within a pre-construction and i think pre-construction's got to be it can't be an overhead it's got to be charged for and if you're not charging for pre-con you're missing a trick yeah, I think you're right. And, and uh, I will say, you know, my Twitter account doesn't see a ton of activity, but I use it really to, to focus on a few areas. And it happens to be those BIM and VDC folks. I'm amazed at their willingness to share information like Dynamo scripts and automations and watch out for these things. And, and you know, like even when new releases of major products come out, they're warning each other and sharing <laughs> and they could easily be fighting and they're 100%. not. No. And I, you know, you go to advancing prefabrication and you go to these events where the BIM and VDC folks are, and they're just super passionate. And I think it's because most of them have realized that, that it's a one to many in their own lives at their own companies. Yeah. And that, that it isn't some secret, their dynamo script isn't their secret sauce. Yeah. It's their ability to understand and work from a model to a, a deployed fabricated building, you know, or infrastructure of some sort. So uh, they're just, it's in their DNA. And, and you know, I'm on, you know, a host uh, with on the construction dorks with, you know, three BIM and VDC guys and, and you know, yeah, we bring them on all the time. Anybody hasn't tuned in, you've got to tune into this. You've got to subscribe to the boys. I've listened to a few episodes. Brilliant. Top class entertainment as well as technical knowledge. <laughs> we have a little bit of fun with it and a lot of technical <laughs> knowledge. It really is the, the place to go get geeky. If you if you want to geek out, that's where you go to, to really dork out and get deep into the details. And, yeah. and um, we're all about it, man. And, and, and I think that's part of the socialization of what we're doing. That's why, you know, you've got a podcast that's growing. I look at it this way, you know, um, I, I would, you know, my early podcasts seemed to compete with one another. And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the lines, podcasts started to realize that like, oh no, we should actually like cross pollinate. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, every industry goes through this. Yeah. You think it's your thing. And then all of a sudden you go, oh wait, 
I'm far more powerful by sitting down talking to Gareth and I'm far more powerful having three shows and having everybody come on and different perspectives and talking. There's like, there's no one ring to rule them all in anything yeah. and not in this medium either. I mean, this is all about sharing and getting out there. So, and you always um, learn something, Jeff, you listen to a podcast in construction, you're learning something, you're taking something away from that and you're, 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 you're more knowledgeable and more powerful for it. Yep. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you how many, I mean, I've interviewed so many people and I mean, that's the, the humbling part for me is that people want to come on and share information just like you've done the same. I always learn something from you. Yeah. yeah 100%. I always take a nugget away where I'm like, Ooh, this is great. How did you come up with that? And you just start digging and you just start digging. And then before you know, you hit the treasure. Um, yeah. Cool. And give me, give me an idea. Now you've, as you say, you've interviewed a lot of good people. What, what's the biggest things you've learned over the last 12, 24 months and even coming out of COVID because COVID was difficult. And I'm saying coming out of COVID, we're not, we're not through that just yet, but um, it's looking a lot brighter. How difficult was it? And what was the biggest lessons coming from you? Oh, the biggest lessons, you know, really early on, uh, I interviewed a guy named Andrew Corrin, um, and his take on COVID was very unique because there was no more option not to go remote, not to go virtual, not to do these things. And he said, it's amazing when there is no other option that you can actually get it done. Because mm -hmm. his teams had been telling him for years that they couldn't do it, couldn't do it. All of a sudden, enough pressure, they could do it. And they did it. And that, that was one of the biggest lessons. The other lesson for me is a little bit more nuanced. And it came from talks, again, with um, serial builders and owners that are opening up and sharing their information more, um, is that the needs for buildings, the needs for the infrastructure, the needs for the things that we're constructing in the future are going to be very, very, very different. Yeah. You know, Sala Eckard from Microsoft put it so well, stop bringing me things that are five years old. I'm not concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is a kid in elementary school will want to come and work on one of Microsoft's campuses when they're an adult. And so if we're thinking five years in the past and they're thinking 15 years in the future, we are completely off. We need to start thinking about what these facilities will be. And it was interesting. I, I'm in a pre-call. I made that same com comment to Dan Gallivan from Pay It Architects. And he said, yeah, Jeff, think about this. We build an architect and, and design a lot of uh, higher education, a lot of um, uh, colleges. Who thought you'd need a drone room? Huh? What? If you and had he's like, told someone that they would have went, no chance, no, no chance, no chance. And so I think that that understanding the value that our owners want and delivering more in the future and less in the past is going to be critical. The builders that can find those new innovative systems and incorporate those systems and future proof what they're doing doing for their customers are ultimately going to be able to win more work and design better buildings. I mean, I think that's the other thing is we never know if another COVID is going to hit. We never know what's going to hit, but we need to be able to adapt. And as humans still 
communicate and do business and work. And while silver lining, Zoom, these things were cool and really helped us stay connected, there's a, there's a disconnect here a bit. So I think mixed reality being involved in buildings in the future will be a huge thing. And I think the contractors that can understand that and can solve our problems when it comes to not only that, but let's, let's, I mean, let's be honest here. Decarbonization is one of the biggest problems. You know, our planet is going through a, a terrible moment and it's not past the point of no return, but we're looking down the barrel of that gun. And we in construction have some of the biggest opportunities to solve those problems. People like to beat us up that we're the biggest carbon producer. Well, look, you can, you can chase down the building product manufacturers. You can chase everybody down. You know, everybody has culpability. Stop looking at that and start looking at how we're going to solve it. How are we going to change our concrete mixes? How are we going to build, you know, infrastructures that feed themselves? How are we going to implement new electrical technology that, that, that saves us on electricity? Mm -hmm. How are we going to integrate these new techniques into our construction so that we can compete and win more work and be the builders of choice and be the change that we want to lead? You want to talk about bringing people into your company. I guarantee you, you can bring a whole bunch of people into your company if you can say, that's where we're headed. That's what we're doing. That's what we care about. And we're using tools and techniques that are truly achieving it. And that's yeah. how you're going to stand out. But the only way you can do that is by talking and by opening up and challenging yourself. Because I tell you what, there's a load of companies out there in their own heads. They think they're the best things in sliced bread. I can tell you they aren't. They aren't. And until yeah. they start talking about it and getting their staff to talk about it. And there's some then that are unbelievable and don't talk about it. And they need to come out and just talk about it and, and let people know that they're here. They're here to stay, what they're doing about decarbonization. It's 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 they're they're revolutionizing without telling people to do it. And that's fine. I mean, if you want to sit in your own thing, but you got to talk about it and share things. Um, and I think they, they will benefit from it. Yeah. You want to look at a great one. Look at the Mace Group and Mark Reynolds. I've been just I'm 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 hoping I keep mentioning him on these things. I'm hoping one day I get a call from him or a, or a, or a LinkedIn <laughs> line or something, because right. Mark's really inspired me personally to take it to heart and, and take to having the conversation. Part of this is socializing it, but also not whipping each other around for it, but just saying, hey, come on out. Let's talk about it. And you're right, Gareth. There's a ton that are out there talking the talk and they aren't walking the walk. Yeah. And there's a bunch out there walking the walk and not talking. So we really need you talkers, you thinkers to get out on the forefront and lead the industry. What a great place to be. And and hey, if we do this right with all the tools that are being created, and there's so many fantastic tools, I can't even mention all of them that I love, that are building this connected ecosystem that's going to really, truly give construction its next level change yeah. to succeed. And, and it should be fun. And not I want just, the next group in and, going. And I just hope I I just hope they're not ahead of their time. They've got to be. We've got to get up to their level quick. And if Mark's listening out there, Head up, Jeff, and get on his podcast. There you are. That's it, done. Thanks, Gary. Uh, cool. So, Jeff, tell me, a bit, bit of fun now, what is the funniest thing you've ever come across within construction? It can be anything. Funniest thing I've ever come across in construction. And well, I got to go back to my IT roots, right? So okay. I'm an IT guy, right? And yeah. um, 
early in my first, first company I ever was the IT guy for in construction. And, um, you know, lots of things were, you know, it's, 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 aging infrastructure needs help, but things were, you know, we were starting to change things and we were starting to figure out where our points of failure were. And, and then I kept getting this call every day that this one area would go down. And I was like, okay, um, you know, let's, let's try to, let's try to investigate why this is going down. And then they say, you know, they come in in the morning, they'd be like, yeah, it died in the afternoon. And then we came back in in the morning and it would work again. And I started climbing around looking, I'm like, where are all these computers going? And way back underneath a desk, I said, does anybody go back there very often? Lady's like, oh yeah, we were told to unplug that thing and plug in this thing that keeps the mice out at night. <laughs> it's the mice. It's always the mice. <laughs> And I looked up underneath and there was this network switch mounted underneath and they were unplugging oh, and plugging God. it in. And that's why <laughs> that group would go down every day. And so uh, I said, okay, well, we have, we have more than one problem here, but we're going to solve this a little differently. We're going to go in the walls and we're going to do a few things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that traps. was... Brilliant. Yeah, a few a few traps. That was that's probably the craziest thing I've seen on the IT side of things when it came to construction. And how how was it solved? Communication. Communication. There I asked a go. lot of questions, man. Yeah, ask a 100%. lot of questions. That's the key. That is the key. Jeff, you've been an absolute legend. Um, I'm going to do this again pretty soon just to find out where you guys are going because, and if anybody hasn't listened to Andrew Zagowski. Get on and listen. Co-founder, join incredible, incredible podcast episode. The guy's an absolute genius, and I can't wait to, to see where you guys go. Yeah, he is, and he was the inspiration to come on. I really appreciate you bringing him on. I even learned from that episode with him. It's always funny when you, you know, you're close to something, and then you get a little, a little space and, and listen. But thank you, Gareth, for all you do. I listen into the show all the time, and and I'm getting into the minds of the people that are delivering and really working hands and heads down in, in pre-construction helps all of us that are supporting it. We can't do it if we don't really know. And you give them a great platform to be free with that. So, you know, from my side as a, as a fellow podcaster, I truly appreciate what you're up to and what you're doing, what you're, what you've been able to accomplish along the path. You're a gentleman, Jeff. Thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you in person soon. Thanks. You too, Gareth. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Jeff really is a breath of fresh air. His ability to communicate is incredible. Um, as you can see and, and as you can hear, he is so open, uh, so honest. If you want to contact Jeff about anything, whether it be join, whether it be the products that they're serving, whether it be anything within pre-construction, your career, um, IT, he is so open. It's, it's incredible. Just hit him up on LinkedIn. I'll put his, his details uh, in, the, in the show notes below. Uh, put his LinkedIn. Drop him a message on LinkedIn. He's very active on LinkedIn. Um, he does a lot of value-added service through Join on LinkedIn. Obviously, he's got his own podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, re really thankful for Jeff's time. We will we'll probably touch base with him again maybe in a year's time just to find out where the guys at Join are at. But if you have any questions in the meantime, get in touch with them don't be afraid to ask questions <laughs>